0: The Bitcoin Man, I like that intro.
1: That's so good. I'm gonna, yeah,
0: gonna, be, I'm gonna miss that
1: a lot. Yep. Yeah. Hey, everybody, welcome, welcome. to uh, the Bitcoin podcast. This is episode one of the last. Three ninety eight. Three ninety eight. Wow. Um, yeah, it's hard to believe. We have two more episodes. Two more episodes, Ghost. and then the Ghost Bitcoin podcast us. gets a closed book and goes on the shelf. For you guys to listen to at Infinity on the BitcoinPodcast.com, and then tell all your friends about all the cool things that we've said over the years Uh, that ended up being almost 100% right. Um, But we're not going to toot our own horn. But if you subscribe to our class, we could show you how to be right too, just for a small fee of $500 a month, and we'll show you how to be right. No, I'm kidding. That's I'm not a trader. I don't do those things. Um, Anyways, I'm the host of Talks First D.
2: I talk second, usually Dr. Corey Petty
0: and I'm um, third, Jesse Broke.
1: And uh, today what we're going to talk about is uh, yeah, something that I, I mentioned just out of, you know, just fell out of my mouth right prior to recording. And I was like, I said that I'm scared to do anything in crypto right now, new, because if I approve something with my wallet, I'm going to get drained. Mm-hmm. And then Corey said, "Ha, we should talk about that." And I said, "Yeah, we should. We should talk about that because it's it's hard, man. You gotta trust stuff to use it. But if I knew if I every time I swung a hammer that head might fly off and hit a kid ten feet away, then I'm not using that hammer." Anymore. Or no, it's not even that.
2: It's like watching a bunch of people try and hammer stuff and then see them hit kids with hammers.
1: Yeah, it's, it's you're really like, hard. but I've been—I thought I've been using a hammer for a long time. It's, it's hard out <laughs> here in the streets. And I think you had a tweet, Corey, similar, where you said, I'm even scared to look at my email because I just feel like anything. Oh, yeah. But that's not
2: crypto. I mean, I'd say my position in crypto has gotten me the requisite amount of attention that I get targeted for scams a lot. And I'm also in like a bunch of different places that have had like information leaks that give people targets to spam spam for like phishing attempts and things like that. And Mm -hmm. so like every, I will quote unquote normie channel for communication and getting, getting access to me. So email, text messages, phone calls, those, like those types of things are literally just 95% spam and trying to get me to click on something. And so like, I, if you want to contact me and you use those methods, I'm not gonna answer you. Because it, it's it's drowned in spam.
0: Kind of reminds so like, me of when you when you asked me if I called you and I told you uh, no, I don't call people like ever. Never. Yeah, you told <laughs> me
1: that too. And I was like, yeah. What's your phone number? And you were like, That's Don't worry not about a it. Thing for me. It's like <laughs> I was like, What? What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I have a phone
0: number, but I don't use it. Like, I don't don't really call or
2: text message. We're signing up for things, apparently. (laughs)
1: Hmm. It's just like some just lately when I I call it logging in, when I connect the me to crypto, when I'm trying to figure out what's going on, do some reading or or experimentation. It's like all I hear is that um, Mad World song. From the Donnie Darko soundtrack. All all right, here. Here. <laughs> this, yes, every time I'm like, do I click here? Because I feel like I'll be listening to Mad World in like a week if I click here. Or like I see all these things and it's like, claim claim your airdrop. And I'm like, hmm, should I? I don't think. Free mint, NFT here. Yeah. Yeah. And then like now, my, at least maybe it's an accomplishment, maybe it's not, but now my Twitter dms are done for every day it's like 15 of really? hey here's here's a seed here's a private seed phrase enter it in Your twitter dms yeah like they got i don't twitter get them names. there I get my them twitter dms
2: twitter are like clean maybe uh, private security enabled like follow
0: follow back messaging do you have that i don't follow anyone unless that, i know them personally
1: that could be it i don't have to you have to be following me to DM me, so it's just constant, like yeah. Here's here's we your secret. We need to, uh, someone battle. has to be.
2: We have to be mutual follows in order for people to DM me.
1: Ah, so I'll set that up, then that's on me. But
2: I don't know. It's, it's, Same it's, thing it's, for Discord, by the way, which has saved mm-hmm. my Discord life. Yep, yep. Yep.
1: And this is what um, what's the word I'm looking for? Oh, we were using it in a previous recording that we've done, and it's like it's like standards, right? Like if if something can prove that it's been built with a certain standard then we all can rest easy right like
2: uh, yeah but at the same time having standards is wonderful right it gives you a level of confidence that there's a, a amount of coordination on how something should work and because everyone agrees upon the methods of these things they can do research to verify how secure it is and the proper ways of implementing it so that builds you some like specification for a standard this is how you're supposed to do this thing in order to provide features like x y and z but when you make an implementation of that standard when someone tries to apply it to an application or program or platform or whatever then uh, you can have incorrect implementations or buggy implementations of a given standard or just even used incorrectly that caused bugs this is like the the whole solana situation is an example of this like Mm. it's basically someone who did cross-server communication to handle private keys in the dumbest way possible but everything else was as far as i know done reasonably well but they did this one thing incredibly ignorantly and 8,000 plus wallets are now compromised on Solana, which is something like, I think $7 million right now. Mm. So like standards are great, but yes. application of standards is also equally as important if you're not paying attention.
1: That's a good point. It's a good, it's a good subtlety to add to the equation of non that's going on in crypto. I almost curse right there. That one's for you. Uh, whoever asked me not to curse so, these are the so, your mom yeah. ergo yes yeah, my mom is my dad it was wayne it was pretty much everyone who listened everyone to you
2: know me has me asked you to stop like, cursing
1: you don't curse that much in real life and i was like it's not real life <laughs> it's a podcast <laughs> baby no i'm playing we all see how uh, senior alex jones is trying to play the that's not me when i'm talking card right now
2: oof that's Maybe. probably the like a silver lining of the current state of the affairs in the world right now is is watching Alex Jones just like die in a fire. Oof, it's so sad. What's going on? I I don't know. He's being oh. like put on the stand, and he's burying himself. And then his and like and then his lawyer just released all of his private emails on accident, and like the financial statements of Infowars on accident to the defendant. And now they oh, have wow. access to all those things, and it's like and this guy's like, oh, whoops, shouldn't have done that. What was and the so-
0: what was the court case or what's going on?
2: I don't know. I'm Sandy Hook was an issue. I don't know what it is. Probably just, January sixth. It's s- very related contrary. stuff, but in the process of that, they've just like dismantled all
1: of the dumb bullshit he's said over the years. So I, I kind of yeah. pinned what's happening recently because I noticed it subtly at the grocery store. Remember how when we were all younger and you're in the line at the grocery store and you see the tabloids mm-hmm. and they're like, alien marries woman in the farm. And you're like, what? That's stupid looking. And it had like a like a guy in an alien suit and he was hugging a woman. And then I don't know, maybe this is just me. as a very specific scenario. And I looked at my mom and I was like, "Mom, check it out. That that alien married a woman. She's like, no, that's silly. Those are just the tabloids. They're written to get attention. And, and I was like, oh, OK, so that's the dumb section of, you know, only dumb people buy those things. And so I think the tabloids have found a way in the mass of the Internet to exist without existing. And just everything is tabloids. and People figured out. And Alex Jones is one of them. He's just a tabloid. That's all he is, is he just says a bunch of fake stuff. And he get paid.
2: At one point, he, he was making
1: paid. over yeah. $800,000 a day. Just saying a bunch of stuff. Fa- he was saying stuff like there's frog people. In that are wearing human suits in Congress,
2: but the problem was he, he was right about a few things over the course of the decades he's been doing InfoWars, so yeah. like that's all people point to.
1: Yeah, so I'm gonna put some
2: headphones on, I think I'm getting an echo.
1: You are, but so that was that's basically Alex Jones. I don't know why we're talking about Alex Jones in a crypto podcast, but that that is what it was, and he's going down for it now. Like hmm. you said, those things and they're right there and you lied and you hurt people. So anyways, back to crypto. So standards aren't going to save us. There's lots of standards, but people, it's how they implement the standards that don't necessarily save us and get us more to a point where crypto is more trustworthy. But I also want to push back. I want to push back specifically on the members of our audience that like feel that this stuff has no value. I have to push back on that. And the reason I pushed back on lines today I was in the middle of. Conversation with someone, I just glanced at MSNBC. And instead of there being stocks on the bottom ticker, it was all crypto tokens. It was like 20 crypto tokens in a row on the bottom ticker of MSNBC Bitcoin, Ethereum, Dogecoin, Solana, uh, Litecoin. They were all up there with the little green triangle going up or the red triangle going down, just going scrolling across the bottom of the screen. And I was just thinking to myself while this person was thinking that they were talking to me. I was like, uh, okay, so crypto obviously has value to a lot of people because nobody is taking the time to make it a daily part of everybody's conversation if it doesn't have value. So there's some stuff going on in crypto right now that we probably can't even fathom that, but it's got to be on the front of somebody's radar. If it's ticker, if it's on the bottom of Fox Business and MSNBC and all these other shows, I mean... That's it. I just want to make a statement there. Just babble. Yeah.
2: Back. Finance, man. What Talk does it mean that? that... Hashing oh, out stuff. Talked what about Hashing out stuff.
0: Yeah. What does it mean that uh, that Coinbase is the trading partner of BlackRock?
1: Our <laughs> uh, robot overlords are getting one step closer. That's what it means. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd take it as. Oh, but yeah, yeah. What does that mean exactly? Uh, I'll try to read the article real quick because, like,
0: BlackRock manages like everybody's for everything,
1: gig. yeah, like BlackRock homes, manages everything, everything. yeah, for like this.
0: what are they like assets under management is like nine trillion, something like that.
1: It's a lot. I thought it was twenty-one.
0: No, nah, really? Could be.
1: I know. I think it's double 10, digits, ten in- trillion.
2: So that means that, like, if minutes. they want to invest in crypto they're using Coinbase as the vehicle to do that, correct? Is that what that means in terms of trading partner? I don't know.
0: I have no idea.
2: Speculation Station, let's do it.
1: Uh, I can <laughs> read a little bit of the article if you guys are down. Over the past few years, Coinbase has played a central role in developing and strengthening crypto markets as the safest and most trusted blah, 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 blah. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, built for institutions, Coinbase... <laughs> sorry, anyone listening? Uh... Build for institutions, Coinbase Prime integrates advanced agency trading. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Here's a quote. Our institutional clients are increasingly interested in gaining exposure to digital asset markets and are focused on how to efficiently manage the operational life cycle of those assets. Hmm. Huh. Blackrock is trying to be a whale.
2: And they said, so, right? That's yeah. the comments here. I said they ain't trying, they're doing it.
1: Yeah. So um I read a little bit of another article from CoinDesk. That one was from CoinBase's blog. Uh, CoinDesk, um, which can't be considered an article, I guess. It's a blog post. But CoinBase uh, said that a ooh, lot NBS. of them, show them because I think it's just the liquidity, right? They're looking for liquidity. And meme coin traders are leading the liquidity in crypto right now, which people are like, ooh, couch coin? Yeah, I'm going to trade that for cheese well, coin. The
2: way I, the way and I... Imagine the back room conversation happening with with BlackRock wanting to get into crypto and then finding the appropriate vehicles to do so. Coinbase has the most regulatory compliance, I'd say. So like there's compatibility and, and they, they, there's, there's they for sure have a very large section of people who do risk assessment within BlackRock and they have mm-hmm. frameworks in which they need to Comply to in order to actually participate in something. I would imagine Coinbase, uh, if it's not them, crack in the United States, applies to these things the most. Also, and then, so once they figure out the vehicle they can do this with and they look at the market of crypto, my guess is that they're like, we can manipulate this thing for a very small percentage of our portfolio to make really good returns. Why don't we just do that? Because there's no regulation associated to mal- manipulating these things yet.
0: Yeah. Like, but like, tell me
2: how that's wrong.
0: They got slapped with a 12 million dollar fine in the past, I believe, or maybe a two million. Mm, Robinhood right. got that 30 million dollar fine for not having um, who did Coinbase,
2: well, Robinhood. Those, those fines so, are... so
0: Coinbase has had, I think, at least two. Oh, well, who cares? Uh, but does BlackRock care? Yeah,
1: it's like it's like
0: nothing to them. Those fines are uh,
1: operational costs, Jesse. Those fines are not right even operational costs. costs. Those are direct yeah. costs. They're just like, "Oh, $12 million fine. That's a lot less than we budgeted in for." Cool. Keep That's so it interesting.
2: Out. How but We like, made $300 million, on. So cool.
0: <laughs> it's it's so interesting how like large organizations play by different rules than like an individual person. Like an individual person can't they don't have the
2: money to to pay those fines. You know, the fines would Yeah, but we have still do that, costs. right? Like we still like make risk risk assessments and do things based on that risk. Like I still speed knowing that I can get fined a hundred bucks. And when it happens, I I'm mean, like, I ah, guess- you got me. All right, whatever. Or like I still do things with like credit and handle the interest payments because the amount of money I make or the value I get from using credit is more than the interest payment. Mm-hmm. I, people still take out loans because they can make more money hopefully based on the risk <laughs> assessment from the loan than the interest payment of that loan like it's the same thing it's just on the a much 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 larger scale that is large enough to manipulate the market in which they're participating in me doing whatever the bullshit I'm doing isn't rocking any boat whatsoever no one gives a shit if i make a thousand x on anything because the actual numbers are so small compared to the amount of money participating in that market. If you're something as big as BlackRock, you own the whole market, so you need to be really, really, really careful on how you move. Such that if you want to come out on top, because if you if you do something wrong, you cripple the whole market, and then you don't have you can't get out. I watched something uh, on me- on the topic of mechanism
0: design and one of the social behaviors being panic buying and how to manipulate that. So like if you're a large whale and let's say like right now everything looks pretty pretty uh decimated, frothy. right? Everything oh, everything frothy, looks right? to be <laughs> frothy. Well, so so it what I mean crazy. is like from all-time highs we 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 were at some point down like 80 to 90% mm-hmm. across most tokens, right? So if if I'm BlackRock and I have like 1% of my 10 trillion dollar portfolio is what 100 billion? If I inject that into one token, right? You how much? Panic
1: by scenario. Is it one billion?
2: Yeah, 100 billion. Oh well, you can't yeah. inject that to one token. Like, what tokens have 100 billion on them? Other than like, I
0: don't know, Bitcoin right. and Ethereum. Okay, okay, so 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 something even less than than that.
2: That's um, what I mean. Like that's what's what, I what I mean by like, right? the yeah. and so like that's what I'm, what I'm about by there is and, but like you're getting to my point you've just iterated reiterated my point and that the amount of money that they have at their disposal to do these types of things that's minuscule compared to their entire portfolio is massive to the entire cryptocurrency mar- like economy
0: but what i'm saying is like they they will never sell right they are the diamond hands so
2: like, They'd whatever do. they? buy. they would. They uh, have they have they, like, they have exit strategies. BlackRock has an exit strategy. They're not buying they, things and holding. Without a doubt, they're finance people. They're not like idealistic Bitcoin folks who are like, "I'm doing this because fuck the banks." Like they're here, like they're there to make money. The whole, the, purpose of the, goal, <laughs> the whole goal. Like BlackRock, is to make more money and then have right. a
0: assert influence so like I'm, i guess i'm I'm talking to Buck mostly the their banks. strategy in the banks. residential <laughs> like buying up residential uh, developments do they do they flip those or do they just sit on those? I thought they sat on those well, they, may
1: they sit on the them until they' sit on well, them until they're flippable
2: that their flipping margins may be larger than the averages because they can sustain them or as people have to like depending upon your timeline of investment. That changes your risk assessment on what, you, what you're what you capable of sustaining. So if if you have a very strong confidence that a market will move in a particular direction, but not until like five years or 10 years, depending on whatever this thing is, you invest a certain amount and have enough to weather a volatile market during the course of getting there, right? And with crypto, it has to be a volatile market. But like think about housing, right? Say you just like invested a shitload in housing right now. Because you think it's in in twenty years it's gonna blow up well, it's gonna crash before that, so you need to be able to sustain that,
1: yeah, that's uh one of the things that uh, or you
2: wait or you or
1: you induce the crash, then you buy it up Yes. if we're talking about investing I did read Warren buffett's book the the, the very popular one um and but its sunk in huh um, <laughs> no, he said that you know? any huh. You title? know the one, the one, the Paco. Uh, it's, it's not one, the. Know? I think it's the Intelligent Investor, but I also don't think that that's him. There's two books. One's like Ray Dalio's. One's his. I think the one where he, the one where I think this is. The, well, he outlined like if you're wanting to get a return on your investment in less than five years, that's not an investment. You're speculating. If you want a return, you you need to bucket your investments into like five year increments, five, ten, fifteen years. Right. Because in those years, that's when you're going to get monumental return on your investment. And you've got to be able to, like Corey said, you've got to be able to stomach the downturns if you think it's a good investment. Right. You got to stomach the downturns. Anything under five years is just speculation. Right. Which I absolutely agreed with. Right. So do we think that
0: going back to the original prompt, do we think that. Coinbase becoming a trading partner of BlackRock means that they're going to use Coinbase to do OTC trades into
1: shitcoins? Yes, I think so.
2: No, I think they're going to influence the entire crypto industry through forcing Coinbase to implement certain features that they need or work on certain types of compliance issues or regulatory issues or whatever that they need in order to participate at the level they want to. That pushes the industry in a direction that's not that's 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 for Blackrock and people like BlackRock, Rock, not for people like me.
1: What is Gosh. Aladdin? That it's a cartoon
2: that came out of Disney. Oh, no, no, A while ago. Uh Oh no. Starring a guy that sounds like Matthew Broderick.
1: So get this. So this is what Aladdin is. This is actually was a post by Colin that. Colin it was a little bit uh dramatic. And it was saying that the oh, Aladdin it? it was saying the Aladdin software is eating the planet's value, right? That's BlackRock made this automated, this AI controlled uh, trading software called Aladdin. And it's it's gotten, that's where I threw out that number because it was from that video saying, Aladdin owns X amount of minute billions, but the value that it affects is this amount of trillion sorry, trillions, but it affects this many trillions, right? So I was like, what? So right now on Coinbase's blog, it says if if you're interested in working with this partnership, you can email AladdinPartnership at Coinbase.com. And that's how. So I think they're going to try to plug in that AI into crypto trading. Oof. So what's interesting is that before
2: this wave and probably from here on out, um it was always Bitcoin was always seen as this un like, relatively speaking, uncorrelated asset in a regular investment portfolio. Meaning that if if like the cryptocurrency if like the traditional market went down, like stock market went down, it wouldn't Be like Bitcoin wouldn't necessarily follow it. Right. So they were uncorrelated in, in, that, in that sense. So it was a hedging strategy for a lot of people to put Bitcoin and similar assets into their portfolio so that in the event that one goes down, the others don't. But as situations like this come up and you have more finance people and large and large players and influence coming in and then applying their standard investment strategies across the board, you're losing that uncorrelated asset property that Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies have. It's becoming more looking more and more like traditional financial investments because the largest players that manipulate the market and dictate trends are using the same types of strategies across the board. And so like the idealistic hodler doesn't have nearly as much influence because the amount of money that they represent is so much smaller compared to traditional finance money and their investment strategies. So like, Mm. I don't know if we're ever going to get back to cryptocurrency being an uncorrelated asset because of that influence
1: yeah as soon as he gets gobbled it's now in the bucket with everything else and Raju, you i feel like you'd be the perfect member of the migos you've got such great ad-libs coming out of left field right here they have to flip because they don't want another 08 i really would love to imagine that being said by the migos but <laughs> 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 oh um it's it's I'm not going to say it's not frightening, because there's no way all you guys out here who think you're good traders are going to out-trade Black Rocks a lot. That's not going to happen. Let me tell you something.
2: I can do it. I will do so, it in my backyard. Yeah, it's easy, bro. Look a couple Python scripts, you know. No,
1: what you really need to do is take the number pi. mm mm-hmm. <laughs> I know what you're doing here.
2: <laughs> good, Good throwback. If anyone... If anyone <laughs> who's listening or will listen to this can identify that callback to what D is referring to. Then, one, you are an OG TBP TV, listener, and I will give you 50 bucks and whatever cryptocurrency you like. If you can identify that one,
1: mm-hmm. even the really shady cryptos that put Corey's wallets at risk. Mm, 50 that's bucks not, on that one. No, yeah. we're not doing that. And Lampcoin.
2: Okay, uh, I have to get it through Uniswap. <laughs> it's
1: just narrowing it down. It's got to be... A know, pretty, it's gonna. a pretty
2: broad spectrum.
1: Um, you got to get it off of the Cripsy Exchange. Oh,
2: God. <laughs> I think like alien coin's still on there. Does that even, you know, it doesn't even exist anymore.
1: Some of the shady stuff that I've done was like... Oh, man. With we go back in time? we Did to go
2: back in time and talk about our early mining days?
1: God when BTC was was the exchange when i was like so i'm sending my bitcoin to this russian exchange and everybody's like yeah that's pretty much what everybody's doing bro i sent a money
2: i I mailed a money order once (laughs) for bitcoin yeah for bitcoin there's just some random place in japan and it worked Uh, and just watched the website it's like oh you bitcoin now it's like oh they did it awesome
1: (laughs) dude talk about pirate level risk you know, and I, I think about this all the time lately is that pirates eventually uh, how do, how do I put this? Because I was thinking about this shit in the shower. I don't have my bidet hooked up yet. But like think about all of these shower head shower. I get on a handstand in the shower. <laughs> this bidet is amazing. Oh man, I'm gonna put it on pressure mode. Uh Massage mode, anyways. Um, what was I talking about? So, pirates they have great pluses and terrible minuses. The pluses are pirates are willing to go learn and do things that no one else is, right? The negatives are you pretty much got to play by their rules because they're going, doing, and learning things that no one else is, and then eventually. Some of the piracy bleeds its way into ma- into mainstream as stuff that we use. For example, there's probably like 50 knots that no naval officer knew until they started hanging around with pirates a little more. Like, hey, pirates, you guys do the dirty stuff. We're gonna take this government money, pay you to go do the dirty stuff, and come back. And then in those conversations, they're like, Yeah, we use this kind of knot for that kind of wave, and this kind of knot for those kinds of wins. And they're like, Oh, that's pretty cool. We we'll write that down. Take that back to my navy guys, and we got new stuff. And so I feel like crypto is a lot of that. Like it's people like Corey and myself that are willing to send money orders <laughs> across overseas. Just fig- hope that it works. And then when it works, we're like, oh, I'll figure it out. Right. And this is how you do it. And then slowly somebody gets caught, and you learn a little bit more and stuff starts like leaking its way from piracy into mainstream. Like we've gone from Nap- music wise, we've gone from Napster, which was just total piracy. To now there's Spotify, which I mean it's it's pretty awesome if you're not a musician. I'm not gonna lie to you.
2: <laughs> I mean Spotify has nothing to do with Napster.
1: Well the guy that made Napster owned Spotify and found Did he Spotify. Really? Yes, Sean I don't think that's true. Sean whatever look Sh- it up. Sean Harper or Google that Google that the Sean Parker Napster dude is responsible for Spotify.
2: No way.
1: Google, I want to sit back here because this feels like another uh, guilty feet have got no rhythm moment. <laughs> That's a reasonable thought, by the way.
2: <laughs> oh, Parker sent an email to Spotify's founder, Daniel Eck. The pair invested. Let's see. There's something here. There's something here.
1: Is this is some. I'm kind of right there. I'm in there.
2: Spotify. While working at Founders Fund, Parker had been looking to invest in a company that could further Napster's music sharing missions legally. 2009, the French had him Spotify, sweetest music streaming service, and Parker sent an email to Spotify's founder Daniel Eck. The pair of traded emails, and in 2010, Parker invested 15 million in Spotify. Yeah, he bought a five percent stake in a on, board seat. He's, he's on a 15 board. 15
0: million. Okay now so no he didn't co-found he didn't found it he just ah, bought a seat he facebooked it he facebooked it yeah
1: um so Could is anybody Facebook. is anybody clocking mm-hmm. how much Jesse has shrunk mm-hmm. during this week so surely we're going to see top the forehead. Said,
0: <laughs> so comfortable right now you don't even and know move your camera bro like <laughs> move your camera to where you're comfortable this shit is not hard
1: right, there, there we go <laughs> he like you don't, don't need know to stand because, up
0: because, like, because, like, you, you don't know. Like, maybe a few minutes from now, like, I may be even more comfortable. Like, you know,
2: down if here. you're if you're dead <laughs> down there, then you've got problems, man. Get comfortable. Put your camera there. It's kind um, of sliding.
1: So, what was I gonna say? I'm I'm saying too much. I feel like I've talked a lot this episode. I'm gonna ease off he's off the vocal cords.
0: Talking about BlackRock. Oh, that's enough BlackRock. That's <laughs>
1: a black rock talk about Vanguard, they're like the second biggest. When's the last time you guys have stumbled into r/slash Bitcoin? Never,
2: I unsubscribed to that a long time ago. There's a
1: fail, there's no information coming from that subreddit. Like, I'd say pure- all of
2: Reddit, all of cryptocurrency inside of Reddit is garbage as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, it's like pure- it used to be the only source of information. I mean, we started this podcast. We basically just recapped Reddit. And so, like, Evan Van Ness, who does Week in Ethereum, was literally a curated Reddit post. And it was just it was like, this is what happened to Reddit over the past week that you don't have to go and sort through and read. I'm doing it for you. That then turned into what it is today. Mm-hmm. And, and like, now there might be some stuff in Reddit, but it's so drowned out by a bunch of garbage that I, can't I? I just unsubscribe to it. It's like it is. I don't want to spend my time and Reddit there.
1: It's pure propaganda, pure. Like it's like we're just like the same
2: dumb questions and ignorance that was there in the early days, or not if not worse. So like if you were like r slash cryptocurrency, it's like people who don't know how to Google or read anything, asking questions. Or like saying that, like, you know, something's about to moon or the market's about to turn around.
0: I'm in no cryptocurrency subreddits and my life is better for that. I (laughs) am in a lot of cryptocurrency discord servers and my life is not better because of that.
2: That's what it's moved to, right? It's like, And that's been a general shift in, I'd say, being an internet citizen or, I don't know, on the bleeding edge of being an internet citizen is how you spend your time in communities so like it used to be like reddit was the place you go to like hang out with a community of people who are thinking about things now that's discord or telegram it'll move again you yeah. know it'll move again hopefully hopefully to status if we ever get to publishing thing anything but like that but that and slack too slack was the first i think wholesale migration of communities <clears throat> Um, And so you end up with this concept of contextual community conversations and a bunch of them. So like, I know where to go to talk about this with these people. Whereas beforehand, it was always like, I go to this place and I try and find those people to talk to them. Like that's like all of the different contexts were mixed into a single subreddit in Bitcoin, right? Mm -hmm. Now there's a bunch of different contexts that people go to that are around the same topic, but more contextualized or like with a group, group of people that you align with. And that is, it's interesting to me from like an information sharing perspective, like how things go viral or how like people participate on the internet and like the, like the connection graph of all of that is It's drastically different. Whereas beforehand, like you went to one place, they captured all the data and you were subject to more things than what you wanted to be to have the conversations you wanted to have now it's more isolated. I call it more decentralized in a way where mm-hmm. I go to a bunch of different servers with different people in them. And when I say something, it's only broadcast to those people. And so you have much more fine grained resolution if you have access to those things and you don't have to keep track of everything or be subjugated to it or as much stuff to be subjugated to it. But then it's, it's like, my attention is also fractured in a way I have to keep track of 50 to 60 different servers to keep, to like have the conversations I'd like to have depending upon what I'm interested in. So like how I spend my time and my
1: attention is way more complicated than it used to be. You can't do that. I don't think, I don't think it's physically possible. I think you I think your brain becomes too fractured in code switching to be in that many communities at once. I feel like it's interesting though, right?
2: It's like, I'm having, it's like a, it's like a, it's, it's this weird juxtaposition where I have higher quality conversations about the things that I want to keep track of in my life. But I have worse notification and like context switching fatigue by being inundated with com- like notifications from everything that i'm keeping track of and managing a bunch of different applications and then switching my brain to thinking about talking to different people at a given time all the time all day 24 7.
1: that's why i like the taylor the taylor Moyhan approach i'm gonna give you a shout out taylor who takes the time to create curated word lists keyword lists for every server that she's in so okay, that she well, knows she gets spammed she <laughs> only is talked to or needs to be in a conversation when she can add value to it that right there is some fucking wizardry that everyone has the ability to do but she's the only person i've seen actually do it like we could be talking about something random And you know when it's triggered her keyword base because she hops in and she adds like a sentence that's like, oh, Taylor's always on time. Jeez, she's awesome. She's everywhere. She's everywhere. How? And I guarantee that
2: came from having a mental breakdown trying to keep track of so many things.
1: It gets to, you gotta have, the dam has to break before you build it back better. Like that's kind of like how it, it goes down. And I got to a point, which is actually detrimental in this industry where I turn stuff, off. I turn telegram off, turn discord off. Oh, we know, we know, I, I just turn them off. It's like, I was like, bro, like this is so much messages. I can't, I can't have one giant. So what message. does that look
2: like for like crypto? And cause like the, what I, I'd say, I still believe this, but I think that what's next is adding micro economies to these communities is basically allowing each of these individual communities to have their own economy associated with them. And that's facilitated through crypto, digital assets, blockchains, right? But you're going to have the same effects where you have this, like spreading out of your attention, even amongst the assets associated with these communities, right? It's like your wallet has 40,000 assets in it now because I'm in so many communities. Like, is it, is it, we're just stuck because we grew up with the internet that we thought we could understand and like fully, but that's impossible. And so like our kids are going to be like, no, 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 dad, you don't, you subscribe to five things. That's the most you can do.
1: I think it's very, that's God's that's good question. I got a lot of thoughts, but I've already been talking a lot. I want to hear Jesse respond first.
0: No, Jesse's going to stare at the screen. <laughs> yeah. I have no idea what you
2: were saying yeah what even, were you he's not paying attention
1: yeah. he's not even listening.
2: He's just stare at the screen and his, I'm, his, his, I'm, responding to,
0: I'm responding to uh Christina. she's asking me about the dedication ceremony stuff that's going on later this afternoon
2: he's oh, like, he's me. just here he's here' as a pretty face stare
0: at Jesse listen, listen, listen to us all right, give me a quick recap, and i'll I'll add my thoughts. <laughs> nope, it's over. it's past it's gone all right yeah, that's fine i'm <laughs> I'm also carrying on a conversation with Alicia, you know in private chat about like, you could stop that and be on the show yeah. we're on. Well, I mean, like I, I'm I'm doing multiple things and multitasking. Just need a quick recap if you're still.
2: And here's an example
0: of what I'm talking about. Here's an
2: example of what <laughs> we're talking about.
0: Beautiful. So, okay, I I I remember you were talking about how when you were younger, you thought you could understand like something about like what the internet is capable of, or something to that extent. Uh, I don't know if I even think that was ever possible. Like it was,
2: it. it, it- I know, but like I didn't have this concept of. Being reachable. Like I say, for like let's talk about like early AOL days, right? Okay. So, Aim, I was on there. There was no concept of someone being able to reach me 24-7 for every single community that I'm in.
0: I feel it like was, this was is more I'm logging in
2: and I'm doing something with my time as I'm logged in on this yeah. one machine. Whereas now, like I have access to all these communities from every device that I'm on anywhere in the world.
0: Oh, okay. And, that, and so
2: like okay. like this concept of I can contextualize and manage access to the, the world mm-hmm. easily and still have some semblance of like my physical containment space, right? I'm, I, I, I interact <laughs> with the real world and have those limitations. Those are gone now. And I still have this expectation that I can manage all of it on a 24-7 basis. Whereas you I think can't. my kid's going to be like, "Nah, Dad, you can't do that. You got to stay local."
0: So, so remember, remember when we had that conversation on the way to the grocery store a long time ago, and I, when you were asking me like, you know, why, why do you have so many different aliases online? Like, does it serve a purpose? And I kind of told you it contextualizes uh, my my existence in that one area, that specific area, whether it has to do with gaming or education or you know whatever. It just makes it easier for me to context switch because you have
1: an alpha right now, by the way, guys. So keep going.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't think it's difficult to context, switch. Uh there is a there is a. It no, can get it's exhausting.
2: not. It's difficult to do it so many times a day. It can only have like I remember I used to listen to uh, Dave Asprey. He's the progenitor of. Bulletproof coffee and like the mm-hmm. quantitative self, and he's a yeah. hack. He's a he's dumb as shit. But like I was, I bought into him a lot <laughs> early on. Um, and he had this concept that I still have, I think has some level of merit, which is like you have a finite amount of decisions you can make in a single day. Sure. Yeah. And the way we've built the internet and the way that I I interact with it, that I know many many people other many others interact with it at least especially in like the crypto community Yeah, are just depleting that and if you get any level of success in that in these communities you just drastically amplify the amount of things you participate in and then quickly even more quickly deplete that thing that's why burnout is so bad across the industry
0: well I, I, like you know the the uh samson right that kid think like there's a, yeah. there's a reason why he probably doesn't mix his real life, you know. Um, I think that's a security, security. issue. <laughs> Don't you think it's a little bit of both? It's like it, it probably makes it easier for him to kind of switch.
2: Maybe. I mean like you, put, you can turn it off. Like, you' ain't worried about having conversations in real life about this stuff all the time, or yeah. like.
1: I think Andy that's... says
2: the uh, context switching is fine unless you need a deep, deep concentration. So that's like the. Uh, what yeah, the, I agree the, with that, that. The deep work. We were deep work.
1: I think that, I think what we're finding, what we're going to find is if, and by the way, the reason I said this is alpha is because the obvious, in my eyes, next play of crypto is going to be this community valuing, community token, social token, social tokenization, all that stuff. It seems very ethereal now, but it does make sense. It's like a replaying of like, like I was saying a few days ago, like you go to the town smith when you need some smithing done how do you know because he's going to have it written all over stuff there's going to be badges of smithing approval all over his shit he's going to be wearing different clothes he's going to be if you look at his house right next to his house is going to be a shack with his smithing emblem on it and proof that he's the best smith in town and you go there you go to that that's the smithing group if you need something done i think the internet is going to have a way that pseudonymously show what you're really good at. And it's going to propagate more than just in your locality. It's going to propagate across the internet of what you're good at. And the more time you spend in those communities, the more social uh, merit that you have in those communities, it's going to show, right? It's going to show because of the way your wallet is structured and the, what kind of tokens you have in it. And you can only have those tokens by being a participatory, in those communities or gaining knowledge in what those communities like to talk about. I think that assuming they can't be bought, assuming they can't be bought. Right. Um, But even if they can be bought, what's the value of that badge and how did you get that value? How did you I think it just it opens up a whole new avenue to be able to uh, add value to social communities online because you know, obviously, my wall wouldn't be. I can't even have <laughs> that much communication, so my wall wouldn't even be that deep. I'd be like, God damn, y'all talk too much. I'm out, right? But like, <laughs> but it's like if you spend. So, for example, the same way in life, where like I think engineers, engineers wear rings on their pinky. Uh, am I right about that, Jess? You're an engineer, and they're like a engineers. They wear this like you can ring.
0: get like a PE ring. I mean, yeah. sometimes sometimes they also like wear their undergrad ring because. I don't know. People do that.
1: People are weird like that, no, but no. I knew. If, you know, people, <laughs> I dated a girl. I dated a girl. <laughs> she was an engineer. She wore this ring on her pinky. I was like, what is this for? She's like, oh, Here's it shows that I'm an engineer. Oh. Okay. um If it was a promise ring, we would have had some words. Promise to who? <laughs> Dude, what? The you
2: know, make promises.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, and she was like, oh, it's because I was a fundamental engineer and thing, and I was in this little... Fraternity for engineers. And that's what we do. Does not sound very fundamental, right? And so, I don't know. I was <laughs> just like, oh, okay. So it's like an identifier. If you're in a group of professionals, they're like, oh, y'all are the ones. Yeah, they that wear are the engineers. swag,
2: right? It's, yeah. They yeah. wear the swag of the of the community. That becomes noticeable. Uh, what was I say just a second ago? Um, that was a part of that was a extension of this, and I forgot. You
0: know what Christian would say? Wasn't important if you forgot it. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Christian.
1: It's actually- you know, it
0: all over the place. You know, uh, um, I got the stickers uh, from uh, from the ETH Barcelona stuff mm-hmm. and I put them on my phone and when I lost my phone at the gym because I left it in some equipment and I went to the uh, patron at the front uh, to pick up my phone, uh, he was really friendly and I was just like, very friendly back and I was just like I don't know like the stickers are pretty like edgy you know
2: you think the stickers had to do with friendliness
0: no I just don't know it's just I don't know what I expected
2: I don't know what the connection was there do you nah, think he's I into the same stuff that you're into I don't know
0: Yeah. so uh... <laughs> nah, I don't know it's just, it just a random thought I was just like looking at my phone <laughs> <laughs> that have you seen the stickers? No,
1: uh, do you- no, I haven't. I have You want to? You want to see them? Yes, yeah, hold them up here.
2: Sorry, radio, you don't get to see <laughs> these things. Oh yeah, do I have those? I got those somewhere. It's was like you again. turned
1: your you turned your phone into how what people turn the back of their cars into.
0: Right, <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was kind of cool. That's much but... more
1: understandable than I just I can't I don't I'm not gonna say I can't stand it, but. It's a pet peeve of mine when people slap bumper stickers all over the back of their car. I know. I'm like, what? You don't care about that stuff that much. Get out of here! All right, coexist. We get it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> get out
1: of here, like, dog mom. You need to put that on your car. I'm pretty sure we would know that you like dogs when we saw you with your dog. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think you need to put it on your car. But anyways. Um, so did you spark up a conversation with this patron, or are you just... Realizing? No, I was
0: just, I was just surprised that like uh, I didn't get like a like a weird look, you know, like um. Oh, for, you thought for... that
2: because of the stickers, you're gonna get some type of like, here you go, weirdo.
0: Yeah, yeah. But but no, there was yeah, sort of Well, he didn't say it In to your, your face. It's not say. It Maybe to he was face. thinking it. Maybe. Yeah. A lot
2: of people don't tell you what they're thinking. <laughs> That's true. You hang out too, too much. Hang out with us too much. We should tell you exactly what we're thinking.
1: Uh, <laughs> he took us. He took us. He took a picture of your phone and sent it to his friends. That's what he did. Look, look yeah. at this guy. Look at this guy. Good at TikTok. Out of it. Interesting. Um. So here's other news. The Bitcoin hash rate distribution is back down to reasonable. I remember the unknown amount was so fucking high like three weeks ago when I was like, "What is going on?" And then my like my conspiracy theory wheel started turning. I was like, what if China didn't turn it off but told everyone they turned it off? <laughs> What's going on? I was like, the unknown pool is so large. What? China. It's always anything anything is questionable in my life. I look directly at China. That's I think I've been trained since a young age. We're like we're the like
2: the the Cold War era Americans towards Russia. Mm. <laughs> like yeah. All bad people are, I mean, I guess we still are kind of still looking at Russia that way, but like,
1: yeah, no, this Russia stuff, all is
2: movies were just- like all the bad guys are Russian, and like it's, it was a general propaganda and like sentiment across Americans was like bad, no
1: matter what. Mm-hmm. That's yep. what
2: China is today, also. Russian. It
1: is to me, man. I think this Russia stuff is this is the boomer shit. Boomers are still trying to gra- grasp onto that last straw relevance. Do your thing, yeah, Russia, Ukraine. But China to me is like, dude.
0: You're worried China? about China?
1: I'm not trying to get roundhouse in they. the back of my neck, bro. China's got a lot going on, was man. was Tiananmen
0: Square? Was that in the 90s? Early 90s? Good question. Earlier than that, I thought. Why are you trying was to embarrass all of us
1: by not knowing common facts? Get That's out of the 80s. Square.
0: 1989
1: is when it was. I knew that. Massacre. Did you look that up? I didn't 89. Need that. I knew that at <laughs> the top of my head. <laughs> not. You're a goddamn liar.
0: I know I'm seeing like a lot of news stories about like the tanks in the street. It was 1989,
1: the... wasn't it?
2: Alicia says 89.
1: I think I'm, I'm pretty sure it was June 5th, 1989. I
2: think that, that's a that's a key
1: that's a key indicator of let's wrap it up. Yeah, yeah, we're talking about Tiananmen Square. We're going to get canceled somehow. All right, let's let's wrap this bad boy up. Uh we're two episodes from episode 400 on the Bitcoin podcast. It's been a good long run. As you can tell, we um uh, you know, Bitcoin had its run and bitcoin's doing great things it's it's inching closer to whatever it wants to be in the world um, and uh, there's just i mean technologically wise the the lightning network is kind of cool um, but as far as the things that we like to discuss, which are adoption uh tech centric things uh, they just can't take place on a show called the bitcoin podcast anymore it doesn't doesn't feel like it aligns so uh if you want to listen to all our oldies but goodies go to the com and go to the archives there and you will see episodes of me on ramping people you'll see the early episodes of hashing it out you will see um how oh, to yes. how to use natural numbers as market indicators <laughs> mm-hmm. jesus christ sorry not natural numbers uh, transcendental numbers. Um, what else? You'll see all the oldies book goodies and you'll find a lot of the stuff that we were talking to and the people we were interviewing which is damn near everyone who's relevant in the space. It's um, a lot of good stuff. There's a lot of good gold in them there hills. Uh, we know a lot of you, at least thousands of you a week are listening to the old stuff. So keep it up. Keep that stuff going. Share it with your friends. Um, Laugh at the dumb and, stuff
2: we say and the smart stuff we say.
1: Yeah. Go ahead and subscribe to Hashing okay. It Out. So the Hashing It Out podcast is the podcast we're all transitioning to. Um, and we're going to have several different show types on Hashing It Out as well. Uh, you will see Flash Hash. <laughs> That's a good one. You can raise the roof, Jesse. It's an old 1980, 1998 thing. <laughs> you know about that? You know none about that. I know that, nothing about that. I wasn't born then. Oh my god, that was a, wait. Excuse me. <laughs> you were born in 1998, weren't you? How, no, yes. No, I
0: wasn't. I wasn't born then. Yes, he is. Keep going. Stop, Justin. <laughs> you're fucking with me. You're fucking with me. All
1: right. <laughs> Sorry, you broke my brain for a second. Uh, Flash Ash, There's the hashing it out show, which is going to be one where uh, we're making no qualms. If if you're a beginner in crypto, it's probably not for you. But if you want to not, it's just not for you. There's no problem involved. If you want to be advanced or at least feel like you are and tell your friends that you are, (laughs) you can listen to hashing it out because we're going to be getting some things that you probably, you know, don't know. I'll just put it like that. I'll just put it straight to you. And then there's also going to be flash hash, which is basically uh, us just having lightning rounds around different topics and then also a show um, that Christian doesn't know she's going to help with. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. got good ideas for that one. Uh, but anywho. Uh, personals, bro. Get, yeah. Personals. Personals also is a type of show coming out of Hashing It Out where we invite someone in the space that we really just want to talk to you. Uh, rack their brain on certain things going on in crypto. And- it's basically
2: the continuation of what Hashing It Out has been in the past. Mm-hmm. Whereas a lot of the other material is going to be more heavily produced and focused on a specific topic.
1: Yeah. Um, and that's about it. I want to do, I'm only going to have the opportunity to do this like two more times. So shout out to old long neck, wide smile, Zoe Saldana. Um, I'll be in the front row for uh, Avatars two and three. And you know, you could be a 10 foot blue alien with dense bones. I'm still <laughs> trying to holla, holla, holla. <laughs> Sorry. No disrespect. Anyways, play the outro. Which one of these?